0: The first thing you have to do is just to calm your mind down. Mm-hmm. The very first thing you have to do is don't give yourself a way out. Okay. You gotta trick yourself also and say, you know what, I might quit, but I'm not gonna quit right now. I might quit, go. but not now. Okay. So that kind of calms your mind down. Because if your mind knows, I'm not gonna quit, I'm not gonna quit, it starts spazzing out even more. You're not gonna quit, but let your mind think it has a little control over you. Give it, give it a little cookie, give it a little cookie, and then you can start processing. Sit there, calm it down, process. That's the first step in the whole journey is you cannot spaz out when things get hard. And then when you're able to calm down, you're able to think. If you're under a panic situation and your mind is spastic, are you in control? No, no one is, and that's what I realized. The worst decisions I make in my entire life is when my mind has said, let's get the hell out of here. We're done, it sucks, I'm over it. So that's the first thing in the whole process. And then realize I caught the cookie jar. Something I invented years ago, is you have to have something that fuels you in this time. So once you calm down, what's gonna get you out of the chair? What's gonna get you moving forward? You gotta remember that I've been in times just as hard as this. So I reflected back on my life. I had a rough childhood, a rough upbringing that I talk a lot about in my book. Um, so basically, that's kind of what I use. I use these different tools to get myself from point A to point B, and it's a process. So back in the day, what motivated me was overcoming myself. I saw myself as a very weak individual, and I wanted to overcome myself. And once I started reaching these different hurdles, I realized that we all had this superhuman potential. Now at 43 years old, I believe in being a leader. And there's a lot of times, like there's no, re- I mean, there's no need for me to get up in the morning time and go out for these long runs. I've done it all, I'm good. I'm retired from the military, I did 21 years in the military, I've done it all. Now it's about setting the example for others to follow. So what keeps me going now is, people want to. everyone wants to know, how do you become a leader? How are you a leader? Being a leader is sometimes the worst job in the world because you have to put yourself in some of the most uncomfortable situations of all time. For me to tell you to do something and I'm not doing it myself, that's what motivates me now. That's what keeps me going now is that I have to continue to set the example. I can't talk it. I have to live it. You know, I believe that I can't talk about where I used to be. I used to be this guy that broke pull-up records. I used to be this guy that ran 100 miles, ran 200 miles. I had to still be that guy. And even if I'm not that guy anymore, I shut up talking about it. So I prioritize trying to win the battle in the morning. So I always win the battle in the morning. So I get morning time, every morning I go for a run. That's the first thing I do, every morning. I haven't taken a day off from of running since December 2016, I have every day up in the morning. So I also stretch out every day for about two to three hours, every day. I've missed two days in about five and a half, six years. So that's just my routine. And about four days a week, I'm in the gym hitting the weights because you know, you can't just be a runner. So this is every single day, the, the monotony in my life. But this is what builds discipline. You know, and not everybody, I'm not telling everybody to do this, but this is my lifestyle. This is how I build self-discipline. I was that guy, if if I was on deployment and we got off an of op at 1 o'clock in the morning, I was in the gym at 1.05 in the morning. Every single day of my life in the military, no matter what I was doing, I gave 100%. So at 21 years... I was good with it. I went through two heart surgeries. I went from anywhere deploying. I was recruiting the Navy SEALs. I was an instructor as a Navy SEAL. I did it all, but the whole time, I also lived like it was day one, week one of BUDS. Even after I graduated Navy SEAL training, a lot of people who graduate something that's hard like that, they get comfortable. Even the biggest, baddest person in the world, they get comfortable. Every day of my entire life, I lived like it was day one, week one of BUDS. And so, I take a lot of pride in it. That's why I don't miss anything. Because basically, it was extremely hard to deploy, to be in work, you know, workups, where you're training to be deployed, mm-hmm. and you're getting up early, getting after it, and you're still maintaining a high level of, of PT. Every day, pushups, sit-ups, running every single day, along with doing the job as a SEAL. A lot of guys don't do that. But I learned that you have to be a good individual first. You have to triple down on your weaknesses because a lot of times, like you always count on your buddy next to you to help you out. Sometimes that buddy's not gonna be there. You gotta make sure that you are a jack of all trades and a master of all trades. And that's one thing, you gotta gotta have your buddies back, they gotta have your back, but you gotta work on yourself every single day. And that's one thing that the military has to really, really triple down on, is something that we're missing nowadays a lot, is that total accountability of every day. Going back to boot camp, in your mind. Mm -hmm. You may have grabbed, you know, boot camp sucks. SEAL training sucks, all these things suck, and and people are so happy to get out of it. But that's what makes you good. Remember how you were when you got out of boot camp? You're kind of all like robotic and locked in and, and then it slowly goes away. You get comfortable, you start to sag a little bit, start to walk around. You start to lose that militant discipline. That's the one thing I learned not to do in the military is the military teaches you these great codes, ethics, morals, values. You gotta continue to work on those. Like everything, it's a muscle. You stop going to the gym, you stop running, you get weak. The military teaches you these great values of strength and honor and code and all these other things. But what we do is we don't keep up the discipline of all that stuff and we lose it. So the one thing I learned is to not lose that thing, that boot camp, SEAL training, whatever you go through, whatever your A school is, whatever it is, keep that discipline up, that's the biggest thing. Even when I was going through my own hard times, like in pararescue rescue training, when something got hard, my mind would spaz out and I would quit. Mm-hmm. Immediately. I didn't know how to handle it. I started realizing that you have to learn to control your mind in these situations. So at mile 70, when I was in the worst shape of my entire life, I was able to draw on being calm. Calm the emotion down. Emotion controls us. Emotion cannot control us. So I got a hold of my emotions, I calmed down, and I was able to really just sit there and say okay, I'm in the worst state of my entire life. I should quit, but let's not quit yet. You're dizzy, let's not get dizzy. So let's get some hydration, let's get some salt, some potassium, let's get some more nutrition in your body. Mm -hmm. I wasn't dizzy anymore, that's the first step. So then I said okay, let's see if I can stand up. So I was able to stand up. So I wasn't thinking about, I have 30 more miles to go. You're just going little steps. I was going little steps. Okay. Okay, you know what? Hmm, it's pretty amazing. I ran 70 miles. The furthest i ever gone in my entire life was I did this makeshift 26-mile run, <laughs> like, years ago, out in Guam with this other guy. So I'm way exceeded that. I've gone 70 miles. The 1st i ever gone was 26. So I think, that's kind of cool. So now I'm, I'm trying to give myself some energy here trying to so okay, let's see if we can walk a mile. After being in the worst shape of your life, peeing on yourself, going to the bathroom on yourself, now let's see if you can walk a mile. So I walked a mile. I said, you know what, let's see if we can walk two miles. Walk two miles. Got to mile 81, and my crew person said, hey, you're not gonna make the time. I said, let's see if we can run a little bit now. So I was able to run the next 19 miles. So what I realized here, and this is where I stopped scratching the surface and started barreling deep inside human potential, was in this race right here. And I was starting to realize that we start to, we start to trap ourselves within our own mind. And our mind is this big barrier, this big wall. And once we get to pain and suffering, that wall gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. And the mind says, it's time to quit. If we're able to find out different ways to get around that, that's what happened to me. I got around it.